0: Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast. My name is Lupna and I am here with my co-host.
1: It's me, Gail Edwards, your resident personal brand disruptor.
0: Cool, cool, cool. And do we have a treat for you today. Our guest, I've had the pleasure and honor of meeting live while he was here in the Netherlands last year. I even got him to do something that I don't think you will ever forget, we can (laughs) ask him in just a couple of minutes. I am talking about the one and only Keith Leon S., a multiple award-winning best-selling author, international speaker, and book publisher. He recently Hmm. completed a book, media, and live event tour based on his book, Walking With My Angels, A True Story, with a foreword by Chicken Soup for the Souls, Jack Canfield. Now, Keith, during this tour, has appeared in popular national radio and television broadcasts, including The Jenny McCarthy Show. So, here is Keith. Keith, welcome.
1: Hello, hello. (laughs) Oh, Keith, this is such a pleasure to have you with us today. It really is. I cannot wait to get into your
2: story. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you. So,
0: Keith, tell us a little bit about
2: you. (laughs) <laughs> a little bit about me. Wow, where should I start? When I was born,
0: <laughs> Not wherever you feel comfortable starting.
2: Well, as far as the angel book, uh, you know that that book was long time coming. I could hear my guardian angel's voice since I was a child, and that guardian angel voice kept me out of harm's way. It saved my life so many times, and and then uh, in my early twenties, fast forwarding to my early twenties, I was really in a dark dark phase of my life and I actually had an angel come to me in the flesh, in body, an Mm -hmm. etheric angel that is put into a body along with another group of entities and they call themselves real earthbound angels. And they go out and they uh, are assigned to certain people to Mm -hmm. keep them from dying before their predetermined expiration date. So I had one of those people assigned to me, befriended me, took me from believing in nothing to believing in everything so that I could do the work I'm here to do. And part of that was what was revealed was that i would write this book and that was a long time ago right i I took 28 years for me to get the hear the voice say it's time to write the book and by then i was like finally (laughs) finally because i had just been living and doing everything that i was told to do by them angels my inner guidance uh and I'll, i'll call them angels for the sake of this call, but it's this is your intuition. You're in a guidance system, God, Spirit, Universe, Allah, Jehovah, like Buddha. It doesn't care what you call it as long as you call it, and that's what I teach uh, people. And so so uh, this was revealed to me what I was supposed to do ever since. And so all the books that I've written, um, helping thousands of people to write their books, publishing those people, uh, all of that was part of the plan and what I was told to do. And so uh, I was in service to others for 28 years, and uh, then I was finally told, now it's time to write your book. And so, uh, and all of that I found uh, I wondered what the hiatus was about. And what mm. I found out was all of that was so that because when this book came out, so many people would hear about it, that I would have the media contacts and get on TV and radio and be able to set up a tour and be able to have all dear friends like Lubna and and, and everyone that I know tell their people about the book and tell them to go get it. So uh, it was amazing how how just how many people heard about that book when it came out because of all that they had me do for that. 28 years so so yeah so what I do is I uh, have a business where I help people to get their mission and message out through a book whether they want to write it or they want to speak it we have a program for that you just come and talk and we guide the ship and get all the information turned into a book for you that's what I do um, my passion my life purpose would be the angel piece would mm. be introducing people to their angels uh, or to what I would say, teaching them to get real-time access to their higher self. Mm. In other words, you know, instead of asking the question, I really want to get this question answered. I'm going to ask the universe, and then two minutes later, I'm going to forget I asked it and go about my business. That's why we're not getting answers. But if we sit, ask, and listen, listen being the key part, sit, ask, and then stay in that one question until we receive the answer. Meaning if you have to get up and go about your business, you just keep spinning the one question and stay with it, stay with it, stay with that one question till you get the answer. And what you will do is that you will access your higher self spirit. God universe mm. will give you all the answers that you ever need because yeah. every answer that you have is right inside of you.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I love that answer, Keith, you know, it's, Oh, you, you've, you've brought me out in truth bumps, as Tracy Samlo calls them, because mm. everything you're saying really, really resonates with, with me, and even when you were saying about having your own Earth angel experience I experienced something similar many many years ago I've actually called it my highway to heaven experience because Mm -hmm. if you remember there was that program which was exactly about these earth angels that would come down and save people so what do you say though Keith because whenever I speak to people about this there are some as we know who really get it like me who resonate with you and there's some who kind of like you know you don't believe in all that stuff. Or, or or, on the other hand, what I get battled with were real diehard Christians you know, who did not and would not and cannot believe in the whole concept of angels. How do you get around that?
2: Mm. Uh, so that's really two two different people, right? So you're talking yeah. about basic naysayer non-believers, and yeah. then you're talking about Christian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Naysayers, non-believers would be... You know, they just haven't had a direct experience of mm. even noticing, receiving an answer. So uh, so even the naysayers go, well, I guess I can try out that sit, ask, listen thing. And if they sit and if they ask and then they stay with the question until yeah. and just keep spinning it, then they'll see how they got an answer. And then they'll go, well, that was cool. Let me try it again. And they'll try it again. And sooner or later, they're like, I don't care if it's agents or what. <laughs> it's working. Exactly. Uh, So that's it. Uh, I sat down with the gentleman who was um, he was a preacher and he was Christian and he was going around to uh, prisons and preaching there and everything. And he was totally with me until I said I had an angel and that other people have angels. And so he said, "Where in the Bible? Where in the Bible? Show me one place where it says that just Joe, nobody, an average person, has an angel. It was always angels with the Gabriel and or That's you know right, with all yeah. with all the prophets in the book." And uh, I said, "Well, let me ask you a question: Is is Jesus in a body?" And he said, "No." And I said, "So Jesus is a, a spirit, etheric, right?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "So so he could." be called an angel at this point? And he said, yeah. And I said, so at the end of every uh, time that you preach, do you not ask people to accept Jesus into their lives? And uh, yes. And then once they do, then they're saved and then they have this, uh, they have Jesus with them. And he said, yeah. And I said, okay, so, so what you're asking them to do is an angel evocation and the angel is Jesus. So they're inviting Jesus into their lives and then Jesus shows up and shows up for them and starts to, d- to show them things and deliver things. And so it's, we're talking about the same exact thing. We're just exactly. using different words, right? Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> that's, wow.
1: that's exactly, exactly it. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for clarifying that for our listeners, Keith, because I know that's something that comes up a lot with, especially with spiritual based entrepreneurs and intuitives that work within this arena. So thank you for clarifying that.
2: And then as far as law of attraction goes, Jesus Mm -hmm. was like the number one recorded that I know of, uh, number one teacher of law of attraction. He said Mm. all day long, it happens as you believe, as you believe it's done unto you. Pray believing that you'll have and you'll receive faith of a mustard. He only said it a thousand million Uh, times. Loads of (laughs) times in the Bible,
1: you know, it's there, isn't it? You know (laughs) hello, is this thing on? (laughs) ask and ye shall receive. You know, it's there many times in Matthew. It's in in many different
2: verses it's there. Yeah, and you can go back and Buddha said the same thing and Mm, you know every every prophet forever, Mohammed like has always said things like that you know, and, yeah. and, and, so it's just, uh, he, but he was the prover of that. So, so yeah. as far as we know, Jesus was reading the Buddha's teaching right, and saying, wow, I, I love that. That's cool. Let me, let me try that. And then he had manifestation and then he started teaching other people about it. We're all just yeah. kind of rehashing each other's stuff and putting our own words on it anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really find it fascinating is that what you said about people just give it a different name and because Mm -hmm. they call it something different, they think that we're not talking about the same um, uh, uh, perspective or same element or whatever you want to call it. And they don't take enough into account the actual conversation of what do you mean? I mean, what I love about the story that you shared with this uh, uh, preacher is you actually asked him questions to see, to, so in, in a discovery found out we're actually talking about the same thing. We're just giving it different names. Yeah. So let's just bear that in mind that we might give the same things different names and we're more alike than you would believe.
1: Oh gosh, we're yeah. certainly more alike than we are different.
2: <laughs> That's for sure. and And we all want the same thing when you strip mm. away all the ego and, and all the protection that we throw up and, and we strip away everything and get to the core essence of who we really are. We all just want the same exact thing to love and be loved. Yeah. Exactly.
1: To love and be loved. To love and be loved. Yeah. That's it. Well,
0: for, for those of us, because it's a dream of mine to launch a book and then go on a tour. Yeah. How did you get that? Yes. How did you do that?
2: <laughs> mm. Wow. Well, I, I have a I have an event actually coming up. Uh, I think it's next week where I'm going to teach that. But uh, I just I did uh, I reached out to mentors mm. who had done it, and so that's what I'm going to say: is if you want to do something and you want to save a lot of money doing it, no matter how much you have to invest, you're still going to save money by finding someone who's done it mm-hmm. and hiring them to teach you how you did it. So, so I reached out to my mentors and said. You know, hey. So when you did a book tour, how did you? What are the ways that you did that? That worked. And reached out to someone else who I know had done live event tours successfully. Hey, when you did that, how did you do that? And how did it work? And uh, and so I put all of what they taught me together. And so I, I hired a publicist and I hired a uh, to 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 get all the bookings for TV and radio. I hired a booking agent mm-hmm. to book the events for me <laughs> and do those. And then I just said yes to everything as far as media goes. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I just uh, showed up. And then as far as the event goes, I did something. I did it differently than I've ever done before. And Luna, I know you can speak to this because you've seen me more than once. Yes. If you see me speak as the book guy, it's pretty much going to be the same talk but it'll have new stories here and there interjected Mm, to keep it fresh for me. But I know what works, what gets people to actually take action. And it took me so many years to develop that talk that I'll keep it the same because it works. And anytime you try to switch up something that works, it Mm. doesn't work anymore, right? So it's gonna be pretty much the same talk. The angel event, completely opposite. I had all, all the tools and no plan is what the angels told me to do with that event. So the opening song was the same every event. And after that, nothing is the same. Because it was, if I bring my ego, what I think people need, that's ego. So if I showed up, stripped down, had some slides as a backup, some processes, my guitar there, tracks there, (laughs) nothing. And then I would just be, either I'd go to the people and say, what would you like to learn next? Do you have any questions? And maybe it was all Q and A the whole time. But if there was ever a time where they had nothing, then I would say, "Angels, what to do next?" And then they would tell me. And and so I had a lot of fear about that when they told me all the tools and no plan. I was like, "Oh, that is not my MO at all." That is not, oh my God, <laughs> scary. And uh, but not not even one time did I go, "Okay, angels, what's next?" And had nothing. Like they led me and guided me the whole time. So so I just got what happened was I got to watch miracles unfold in front of wow, my eyes so at each event. Cause it was about them, not about me.
1: Mm. Mm. I love that. That is so beautiful. Just trusting, trusting in that process. And I suppose when you're working with people as well, Keith, and just as you said that you start, that you do um, a program where you introduce people to their angels. So, Trusts must be a big part of that process how 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 do you without giving away all the tools of your trade obviously but how do you lead them literally from op- the opening up even being aware that there is the existence of them to trusting to trusting that voice
2: it don't even at the beginning you don't even really have to trust it then you just have to bring the awareness like mm. you said so it's like I don't. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. And that's how my book starts. It says, mm. I don't care if you believe me or not when you read this book, but if you read it long enough, I guarantee something's going to move, yeah. something's going to shift, right? And uh, and so if they sit, ask, and then listen, then they're bringing an awareness to listening. And it's kind of like the the old radio. I can date mm. myself here. There used to be an old radio. There used to be two knobs. One was the volume knob <laughs> <up>, and one <laughs> yeah, was the that's tuning right. knob. And the tuning knob, yeah. You, you turn the <laughs> tuning knob and it was like mostly static. It was like, mm. <laughs> And then you would <laughs> and you go by stations and you get to the one that you wanted and and then you had to go back and forth and back and forth and tune it in and and then finally when it came in you stepped back and said oh my god don't touch that dial right <laughs> I have got my station that's coming in perfectly and that's what this work is like the first it's a little staticky you know, but then you notice the station going by and then you start to fine tune with tools and really focus Mm -hmm. on awareness. And then finally you get it tuned in. And once you get it tuned in, then it's like, this is working, so don't mess with it. So, uh, so, so I want to go back to, there are many different kinds of angels. So the one that I talked about, earthbound angel, Mm -hmm. uh, there's the kind that I experienced, which is the, real earthbound angels that are assigned to people that go and befriend them and teach them and keep them from dying before their predetermined expiration date. Then there's earthbound angels that most people call is like people that do good deeds. They show up at the right time. They're just following their guidance, their intuition. They're just normal people, but they're just, someone told me I should do this for you. And it's like, <gasps> that's them tapping into their, their higher self, right? And then there are guardian angels. Yes. So guardian angels is not just a clever name. They are there to guard you. They are to protect you. They are to get you to your predetermined expiration date. So there's a date that you agreed to be here until it's already been determined before we come here and they have to get us there. Now there's so many planes, trains, automobiles, flying bullets. There's so many ways we can go now, right, that we could die before our predetermined expiration date that they're on high watch. So they're watching over us and And anytime you see, you hear that story, mom lifts car off baby. Uh, That time you swerved on the freeway, and you're like, I don't know how to drive that. Uh, You took home a different way, and then then Mm. you normally go, and you found out there was an accident the way you used to go. All of that Mm -hmm. is angel intervention, right? Is intervention to keep us here? So, so our guardian angels, though this is this is cool. Most people don't know we can have access to because. They only have two jobs, love you unconditionally, get you to your predetermined expiration date. That's it. So they're just like, I love you, I love you. They're like, oh, making things happen if you get a close call. And then the rest of the time, they're bored out of their mind, right? (laughs) Yeah. So so because we have free will, though, that's all they can do. Mm. We didn't ask them to do anything else. So if you, uh, who are listening right now at any point, and even right now, close your eyes and take a breath and say, you know, Ah, dear angels, dear guardian angel, first of all, I want to thank you for getting me to this moment right now, for keeping me alive. I just, I appreciate that so much. And what I would love for you to know is that I would like to interact with you. Let's have some fun. I would love to know that you are there with me. And so I'm inviting you to show yourself to me. So if that means that I ask a question and you show up in the words of the next song that I hear, I'll know that it was you. If I ask a question and then you have somebody just come up and randomly deliver a message to me and that message was the answer to that question, I'll know that it was you. If you want to whisper in my ear where I can literally hear your voice, I'm open to that. And if at some point you want to show yourself to me, where I can see you, like I can physically see you, I'm open to that too. So all that I'm asking is that when I ask a question, that you show up for me in a way that I will know that it's you, that I will know that it is the answer to my prayer, it is the answer to my question. So I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance for showing up for me. Mm-hmm. Grateful for all you've done. And so it is. That's amen, nice. if you're an amen person <laughs> like amen. me. Amen. Uh, and so so whatever that looks like, your words, however you want to say it. I just threw out the way that I do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it but the key words are inviting you. This is an invitation, mm-hmm. you know show up for me. Maybe you want to list the ways that they would show up for you because when you list those ways, now you're looking for those ways. Now you'll see that. And then the keywords that I, I love to share with people are, make sure that they are ways that I will know that it's you, that I yeah. will know that it's you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And so once you do that invitation, evocation, some people call it, and you go out, uh, now you grab one question, ask it, and then go out into the world, you'll start to see how angels are showing up for you. And matter of fact, after a while, you start to see how they've been showing up for you all yeah. along. Yeah. And maybe you just had missed it. Maybe it just whizzed on by. <laughs> so, uh, so that's one of the tools would be angel invitation and or evocation. Uh, yeah. There are many tools mm-hmm. to access angels. Uh, one of them is uh, I, I created these uh, angel cards that i have i call it a daily inspiration deck yeah and and you'll hear me shuffling
1: Mm. (laughs) and are they are they available to purchase keith your daily inspiration deck
2: yes yes if you go to um beyond belief books.com beyond belief books.com that'll take you right to the page that has all the all the programs and products and and ways, tools really to to uh, work with your angels specifically to the to the angel stuff. Um, so I have a deck of cards, and so right now I'm going to pull a card. And this card is for all of us who are hearing yeah. this podcast. So you're hearing it later. You're hearing it live. Uh, mm-hmm. It's for Lubna. It's for me. It's for you, Gail. It's for all of us. So I pulled um, Archangel Jeremiah for <sighs> Jeremiah Depends on how you want to say the J. Wow. Jeremiah, And uh, because you two can see the card, I want to show you how beautiful she is. And yeah. so the, the message is, ask me for my guidance and I will show you the blessings of the past, the beauty of this present moment, and the future you can consciously create with your words intentions and actions i will show you clear visions of past present and future so again archangel jeremiel ask me for guidance and i will show you the blessings of the past the beauty of this present moment and the future you can consciously create with your words intentions and actions i will show you clear vi- the clear visions of past present and future so as you hear that Whoever is listening to this, what does that mean to you?
0: I have goosebumps, Keith.
1: But I'm typing at the moment.
0: Literally, <laughs> last Tuesday, yesterday, Tuesday, um, I was on a podcast myself. I was interviewed on a podcast, and this lady did a reading, and um, she connected. Um, with my higher self. And she said, Your higher self is giving you the message to go back into your past. Because there is um, uh, um, a foundational piece that you've not been sharing up to this point, and you need to start sharing it because that mm. will be ex- your exponential growth into this world. And mm. as you were reading that message, I literally felt that I was teleported to that moment. I thought, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: goosebumps very much so (laughs) yeah because when we were doing the invitation the name that came up to me was jeremy but i thought it was a male name though the image that i could see was female so now that you have just shown and for our listeners who can't see the the uh, you know keith did a wonderful um explanation of the image on the card it's a female image and it's exactly like i saw and and that's oh wow
2: yeah well that it's funny because I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll find really quick um gabriel right gabriel is is an archangel that many people are familiar with mm-hmm. yes. and in the bible yeah, gabriel was exactly. male. uh but for me when i Asked Gabriel oh. for support, and she's lovely. Yeah. That's why they're making that noise. She's beautiful. Um, this is what showed up for me, and she said, "It's actually it's Gabrielle, right?" And so oh. I said, "Okay." So I, I, it's it's spelled G A B R I E L, and so for me, she came forth and said, "I'm it's Gabrielle," and so here, this is all to say that there is no sex in, in the mm. etheric. In the spirit, uh, the angels will show up to us the way that our mind will be able to wrap around. Them. Mm. And so for me, my father left when I was two years old. I was raised by my grandmother, my mother, and my sister, women in the church. Uh, I always felt more comfortable around women than I did around men. Mm. And so for me, it wasn't a huge surprise that Gabriel would show up and say, <clears throat> it's Gabrielle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I get yeah. it. I get it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> get it. Yeah, and so so that's awesome that you had that experience where you're yeah. like, well, oh, that's a man name, and then and then and then I show you a picture of a woman. Woman.
1: So. Oh wow. Wow. Oh, I think you've rendered us speechless, Keith. First guest <laughs> ever.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I I even, I even, that was one of the goosebumps moments, and I had one when you said, um, Your guardian angels are guiding you. I was instantly reminded of a memory very, very, very long ago. Uh, I was at university and. And I was, I was agitated. I was like, "No, I need to go home. I need to go home now." And I could not understand why. But it kept, you need to get up and move. And I was like, "Okay, teacher, hurry up, hurry up!" And I rushed to the tram, and then the and and as soon a tram, and then I got to the station because it's another it, the university is another city. And as soon as I got on the platform, I heard a very loud bang downstairs. Oh wow. Mm. The next day, I found out it was, a bo- it was a bomb explosion downstairs. If I had taken my regular tram, I would have been walking there at that moment.
1: Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there are so many inc- incidences that I think of in my life. I mean, I've been quite fortunate to have, um, to have known my angels let's say and to have known that I've had a guardian angel and there are some times when I actually invite my guardian angel to show up because I feel unsafe or insecure in a Mm. moment and in a space so yeah how Keith I'm fascinated I really am because I always say especially in these times we're in now you know we're in very uncertain times what is your experience of people who just don't believe because I think how do they get through what do they do
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know it's we're all we're all taught what we believe Mm. really and that's like how politics Thrives, you know, at least here in the U.S., you know, everybody is a product of what their parents were mm-hmm. most, most of the time. Once in a while, somebody breaks out of the mold, but we're all trained by the media, our parents, teachers to, to be lockstep in control from the minute that we're born. So a lot of people who don't believe are taught not to believe or they just had something show up in their life that was such a negative experience. And so they took it as negative and then they just turned their back. So a lot, I hear a lot of these in the work that I do a lot is the question of, you know, well, if there's a God, then why did my son die when he was five? Why did, why do people die young that are incredible or why, you know, why? And it usually has to do with death. And it's, it's, The predetermined expiration date that i that i said earlier you know that because they were here exactly how long they were supposed to be here you know and that what they agreed to and so uh in this person passing before it was seemingly their time sucks for us right but i know what's that that for them, it's okay. You know, they just uh, became the energy that they were before they came here. They may or may not choose to come again in another way, uh, depending on what they learned while they were here. But, but what lesson can we learn from the time that they were here? Mm. What what blessing can we see? What beauty can we see? Uh, if we If we ask a different question, where's the beauty in this? Where's the beauty in this person passing before? Where where's the good? Where is the good? Mm. You know, the answers that we receive are based on the quality of our question. So if we ask anytime we ask a question that starts with why, it's not that we don't want the answer to that question. Mm. Why do I keep attracting the wrong people? The universe goes, Yeah, why? And keeps giving you reasons to ask why. Crappy person after crappy person after Mm. (laughs) after crappy person. Like so so if you want to ask a question, uh, what or how, you know, what, what am I to learn from this? How can I be of service? How may I reveal even more of the good that I am? How, what, you know, these are questions that you want to ask. So, uh, so I just think that anybody who doesn't believe has either had negative experience turned their back or they were taught not to believe
0: mm-hmm. and
2: either, either way, if they started having proof of otherwise, then they would start to reprogram their subconscious mind, and eventually they would end up being a, a believer. But mm. it's it really is subconscious mind is a lot of what we're dealing with, especially this angel stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's reprogramming the subconscious mind. So that's because that's so important. That's why I was saying in the evocation a bunch of different ways that were really baby steps. So if you asked a question, you went out, turned on the radio, and the very first song you heard was the answer to your question, your mind wouldn't, that's not a big stretch. Your mind would go, okay, yeah, I could, okay, that was angels. I guess I could buy into that. You know, "Ah, let me try another question. Then you go, out with that question and keep asking it, keep asking it. Then someone comes up and goes, I don't know why I'm supposed to say this to you, but, and then they say the answer to the question is they they come in at first in baby steps because it's just reprogram your subconscious mind to believe, Mm. to say that was angel. Okay, that was angel, that was angel. And the more experiences you have of that, then you could finally open your mind to where maybe they start to talk to you, whisper in your ear in a way that you can audibly hear them and then maybe eventually they would show themselves to you
1: mm-hmm.
2: rare are the days that you say show yourself to me and then whew, they materialize <laughs> <Right>? they are. <laughs> and and there's a reason because you would not be able to deal with that no your subconscious mind would go you're crazy one and you know maybe you end up in a straight and on medication <laughs> or something who knows uh <laughs> you would start to think did i believe that you know did i see that did i not see that am i crazy ah, there'd be all doubt so if they start you with baby steps, then there's no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, and then they can work their way up to when you finally see them. Then you go, ah, there you are, beloved. What message do you have for me? Mm. I love
1: it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, love
0: that, he, I, I love what you've shared, and I've I've heard you talk about this before. So I'm loving the repetition in this. And um, for those um listeners that are thinking, oh, he's a book publisher. What are some of the tips you have for people that are wondering, should I write a book and how would I start? Because I know that uh, you've got two people that are actually wondering about that and are in the process of
1: writing their book. Yeah, The two that are interviewing (laughs) you right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, if I was completely honest with you, I would say (laughs) my (sighs) advice would be don't do it by yourself, Uh, especially especially for the first book, Uh, just because you, don't know what you don't know. And I'm speaking from personal experience, right? And, uh, and it's so important to have somebody who holds your hand through the process and keep you accountable because uh, we, a wonderful entrepreneur, heart-centered, loving people tend to put other people in our appointments and money and other things before our own book. Absolutely, and so, and so everything jumps in the way and yeah. every excuse. And, and I have to say, you know, uh, for people that go to events, those people who are selling marketing, you know, internet marketing and money products, and they're using all the fear, like if you don't get this thing, then you're just going to oh, die. And they use nice. all these things. Those people are the ones that are thriving because they sell the fear, they sell the fear. I've found as a book person that I've always had to work 10 times harder than the money people or the marketing people mm-hmm. at a live event, because people will use every excuse to not write a book. I mean, argue for their limitations, uh, <laughs> not keep appointments, break their word, do everything to not write a book because uh, it doesn't feel, it does it's not scary if you don't do it.
0: Yeah.
2: But I feel the truth is that we don't know when we're going to leave this earth. Exactly. And I wouldn't want to leave this earth without telling my story. Like, don't die with your book inside of you. Like, Mm. that's what I would say is get it out, get it done immediately, because there's no perfect book. The only perfect book is one that I can hold in my hands and I can read. That's it. Mm. If If there's typos in it, you know, so be it. I don't care as long as I still feel your heart in the book and that you didn't give it to one of the new york companies to to have 10 different editors come in and edit your your voice right oh. out of the book that's another piece so uh so we've always worked with people we keep the we keep our author's voice in the book and uh and we have i can either have a home study course that can guide you along your writing process i'll keep you going and, and Help you get it done through home study, which will still be asking you to make commitments of time and keep it, and you know, make sure that you keep your word to yourself and to me if you committed to me uh, via email. And then, uh, then we have a process that's so simple that all you had to do is show up to seven phone calls, and we get you to speak the book, and you don't have to do anything other than show up to seven phone calls, and then look at it a couple times, and it's done for you. So,
1: wow, so those, are the,
2: those are the best ways that I know.
1: God, that, do it. That sounds like my kind of process, Steve. Steve, Keith, sorry, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Don't know where one that syllable. came from. It's a one-syllable <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sounds definitely like my kind of process, um, because as Livina says, I mean, we we're this, we're just two people. We know so many. There are so many of us at the moment on this journey, especially now during this time where everybody has more time. Everybody wants to get their products and their voice out into the marketplace. And I'm finding even my clients are saying to me, you know, right, the next product I want to launch is a book girl. You know, how are we going to do that? So for for these people who are, they are literally coming into this space completely clean, inexperienced. They've got no idea they put, they don't even they're not even quite sure yet on the message how do you help is there a process that you help them to get clear about their message before we yeah. even get to the publishing part?
2: Yeah, the home study course starts with what I call the roadmap. And it's a process that helps you get what the book is to be on paper. So it helps you come up with your chapter titles, basically, of what Mm. the book is going to be in a very specific process. And then once you have that, once you look at the paper and go, or the word doc, if you have a doc open, Mm -hmm. once you look at it and go, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. That's the book. Then then that's it. We stop right there. That's the book. Any other brilliant ideas you have after that, you keep on a document called book two. Book two. Because there's always you're always gonna you're always gonna come in and try to perfectionize this one which will keep you from never, ever mm. getting it done. So whatever you do in the roadmap process we call it done. That's the book. Anything after that is called book number two. You just put <laughs> it, it, when, as they come up, you can write it on that doc and, and then it, it's gone out of your head and you can focus on book one. And so, uh, so it's really, let it be easy. It's as you go through and do the roadmap, uh, once we have the roadmap, then it's like, you're always writing the chapter that feels the easiest to you. And then you want to complete a chapter before you move on to a next Mm-hmm. chapter otherwise do you have undones and your subconscious mind hates undones it does mm-hmm. so you you start first chapter you look and you go which chapter wants to be written and whichever one jumps out me 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 you go <laughs> okay and that's always the one you could write in your sleep you know it just yeah. it's so easy for you and you write that one and 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 because you started with the the order in mind which the roadmap gets to you to do is put everything in order once you've got it because you put everything in order already now you don't have to write in order you can jump around wherever you are because if people tend to go introduction chapter one chapter two first of all introduction should be last because part of a good introduction talks about the journey of writing the book which you can't do until you've through the journey mm. so that's why people write an introduction they write a book they come back read the introduction and go this doesn't make any sense and then they start again and they go through again and they go around 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 forever because they started with an introduction and messed the whole process right yeah. so then uh and then the next thing would be uh, you want to write always the chapter that feels the easiest and go out of order and i'll tell you why mm. what if You wrote chapter one and you wrote chapter two. And when you got in chapter two, chapter two was a heavy. Mm. It was something that was going to bring some stuff up that you didn't want to look at right now. It was going to put stuff in your face that you would, that would (laughs) get you doing that. Right. And so you would say, forget it. Push it away. That's the end of the book. And stop writing.
1: Yeah. Now I understand why I have four unpublished books on my laptop and in my drawer. Wow.
2: Yeah, because you're always writing a chapter that you feel ready to write. Eventually, then you will look at that chapter and go, I think I'm ready for that now, right? I can do that process. Mm. And if I cry, it's okay. Let the water hit the page. Let the tears hit the page as I'm writing because books are all energy and everything that happens while you're creating the book will be felt. So if Mm. tears hit the page while you're writing – those tears will be felt when people are reading it if you don't let an editor come in and edit it out. Mm. So that's a whole nother piece.
1: (laughs) A whole nother workshop. (laughs) So so Keith, how, how on average, how long is that process using your home study course?
2: Oh, well, it depends on how much time you're willing Mm. to commit. Like I'm a marathon writer. So uh, this book that I wrote, um, walking with my angels, that book is 300 and how many, 300 and like 12 pages, okay? It's a good sized book. It actually was three books that got edited down into one. I wrote these three books in 8 days. Three books in
1: 8 Wow. Days. wow. 8 days.
2: Yeah. It was so channelled. You know, yeah, was it so channelled? You know, yeah. Well, yeah, I had written it in my mind a bunch of times mm-hmm. but but it's because I did the roadmap process and I started it and I knew where it was going to begin and where it was going to end. And then I said, which chapter wants to be written first and whatever. one I did the process that I teach and that's mm. why it worked. And then I am a marathon writer. So I blocked out eight straight days and said, don't call me unless don't bother me unless the house is burning down. Right? Mm. Other than that, <laughs> I don't exist, right? Mm. I'm a ghost. This is my time. It's my time. And so leave me alone. And so I went, solid days, barely slept at all working on this thing. And I was channeling it. Yes. But, um, uh, so, so it, some people are like a uh, 15 minutes a day. I I'm barely getting started in 15 minutes. So I'm mm-hmm. not a 15 minutes a day kind of writer. I won't remember t- to do it every day unless till I, at what point it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing writing. If you're going to write small chunks, it has to be a habit. It has to be like, like people with cigarettes. They don't even think about cigarettes. They just light them up right? Mm. Uh, just all habits are mindless. You just, you just, mm. you have to do them. Yeah. Like people that are addicted to working out, they have to work out. They can't sit still. They can't even watch a movie without getting up and doing some pushups, right? It has to be, you work that muscle so much that you, it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be able to write it yourself. If not, other than that, marathon, right? You know, block off straight days or Regardless of how you want to do it, I would say get support of someone who's done it to Mm. give you all the tips and tools to help you find the easiest ways to do it. Because you might run run into that thing called writers, people call writer's block that I say doesn't exist. That's a pissed off inner child. Oh, I love that. A peed off inner child. That's the part of you that never wants to work and always wants to play. And now you're sitting down doing work to them. To you, it might be play. I'm loving writing my book. And they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, this is work. This is work. I don't want to do it. And they get more and more mad. And eventually they go, no! no. And they throw a tantrum. And they throw a fit. And when the louder they get, the louder their voice gets, no! And, then you're blocked. And you can't write a single word. No so what do you do to honor the inner child? You know, these are all the things mm. that, I, that I teach you. So that every time that voice shows up, you go, ah, I see you. And I honor you. Let's get up and play go do something fun you know and you set the alarm for 50 minutes five zero minutes and then every 50 minutes you get up for 10 minutes and do something silly and fun dance around the music or go out and hug a tree or whatever your inner child would want to do then you keep your inner child happy then you say uh okay so now it's time to go back to what i consider fun which is writing and but don't worry i'll be back in 50 minutes Ah, love it Right. So oh. those those kind of those kind of tips that only I would know and teach you in my own study course uh, would keep you writing because there's so many of those hurdles that you can run into along the way. And so you have to have a tool for each and every one of them and be so committed to you and your message and your and more importantly, the people who read your mission and your message and you make them more important than all the chatter going on inside your head.
0: Wow.
2: Love it.
0: Well, um, I hope you oh, have Keith. put a pen and paper um, mm. uh, together or oh, re listen to this episode because no mm. more golden nuggets. For those of you who <laughs> are wanting to write a book, uh, I know I am going to write my book. I want to write my book. Um, so I'm really going to re-listen to this episode and take uh, feverish notes to do this. Uh, Keith, as you know, this is the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club.
2: Oh, yeah, sushi. Oh,
0: yeah, remember that? Sushi. And I can't <laughs> believe we haven't spoken about sushi. <laughs> what is your favorite sushi?
2: Well, I'm a vegan, so that would be veggie roll or avocado roll, uh, okay. because that's basically what I can get as a vegan. Uh, however, there was one time where we went to an event uh, that we, uh, we published a book, and they had a huge... Fundraising event because the book was written by uh, Battered Women um, and uh, it was called No More Secrets. And they actually, it was like a vagina monologues, but it was mm-hmm. instead domestic violence. It's a bunch of women speaking, sharing their story. And uh, yeah. never have I been more proud to have my name on a book. And when we were at this huge event, there was all this sushi on the table. And Mara and I went through and we picked the usual avocado roll and veggie roll and we were looking at all this beautiful sushi and bumming because we couldn't eat it and uh and then I looked at one and I said excuse me what's what's is that salmon and they're like no it's actually papaya and I was like what and they said oh. yeah all, all this all the sushi is vegan and so all they had fooled me like the ones that looked like it was the white fish was like pear and wow. then taken all these fruits and all these things that were not meat and made sushi out of them and made it look like the other sushi. And so we got to uh, to experience like vegan sushi in a way I never had. So that was quite a... Well,
1: I love that. Vegan sushi.
2: Yeah. Mm. Nobody had to die for us to eat sushi. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: that.
2: Yeah, I was Like great. that. Oh,
1: so- God. What was your introduction to sushi like um, Keith? Because I happen to know little Birdie told me that yeah. you weren't always a big fan of sushi. <laughs>
2: uh, when I was in TV production, uh, <laughs> there was a producer who he, <laughs> he was talking about this sushi place and and then I said I said, uh, at the time I said, uh, what's that roll? that It's like a like veggie roll, but it has crab in it?" California.
1: California, California, California. I said, yeah, "Oh, yeah, my oh, you,
2: favorite." I said, "You mean California roll?" And he just like laughed at me, and I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Oh, no, no, no. Tonight we're going for sushi." And so he took me to the sushi bar, and all night he was like that one, and that one, and that one, and try that one. And so he just had just me try every kind there was, and it was amazing to experience all these different things. Because uh, back then I was you know still eating meat, so uh, mm-hmm. so I got to experience all the all the myriad of options there are uh, mm. and, uh, and i was blown away on, uh, on that so that was when i was like hmm, all right i like this i like this
0: yeah and i and i still remember that when you were in the netherlands last year uh after the event the three of us wendy you and i went to a sushi place And it was so, so heartwarming to see you go to the menu. Oh, I like, oh, I want that one. And I want that one. And I want that one again. I want that one again. And I I, I still remember that moment, seeing someone else enjoy sushi just as much as I can enjoy sushi. It's just, I will forever hold that moment in my heart.
1: Oh, lovely. (laughs) Because it is... I I I give people who kind of like say, yeah, it's all right. I give them the side eye because there's no, it's all right with sushi. It's an adoration. <laughs> you know? It really is. It's an
2: adoration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people that don't usually like sushi just don't like raw fish, but there are other options then. Yeah, exactly. You know? like if you try avocado roll and you like avocados, mm. There's no way you don't like avocado roll. Exactly. <laughs> if you like avocados, you'd be like, wow. Because mm-hmm. bring in a little salt with the seaweed. Wow,
1: it's the oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> it's you
0: will never forget, but I am about to go to a friend who called me on my birthday and said, you're eating with me on Wednesday and we are having sushi.
1: <gasps> what <a> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely, What a nice treat. Yeah, I
0: yeah.
1: Nice so treat. Keith,
0: as we wrap up, because yeah. uh, I know that the three of us can, can keep oh, on going, but forever. we want <laughs> <laughs> forever, exactly. Um time to really digest everything that you've said. Uh yeah. what are your what what do you want to leave the listeners with?
2: Uh three things. <laughs> First thing is beyondbeliefbooks.com, and that is where you'll find the angel cards home study writing course like anything that i talked about is going to be on that page as a way of support so whether it's supporting you to write a book it's supporting your mission your message it's supporting your angel journey whatever it's it it will be there beyond beliefbooks.com but what and then second is walkingwithmyangelsbook.com walkingwithmyangelsbook.com and that's where you can get the book that we Mm -hmm. talked a teeny bit about but it's really my experience experiences with angels over and over again how i should have died when i wrote the book already i should have died seven times seen time reverse to keep me on the planet seen many many miracles to keep me on the planet and wondered why in my early 20s i got to be with that earthbound angel I told you about, literally an angel in the flesh, spent a year and a half with me, taking me from believing in nothing to believing in everything so that I could do the work that I do today. Had to keep me alive because I would have died. I would have died. So it's all of those experiences and more. And uh, there are thought-provoking questions all the way through it who have you thinking about your experiences as mm-hmm. I go through mine. So I do jump out of what seems like a novel and then start talking to you directly all the way through it. So, uh, so it's not a how to book. It's more of a <laughs> question mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave you in po- to pondering and questions. And, uh, and so if you go to walking with my angels, you can not only order it from there, cause there'll be a button that'll you can jump off to, uh, you know, get the book on uh, Amazon, however you want to get it, but then you also come back and you put in the order number and you'll receive over $1,600 worth of free gifts, tips, and tools. Oh, wow. Right? So I didn't want you to just get the book and then if you that's all you could invest in at the, the time, I didn't want you to not have any tips and tools, so I asked people that are in the book and people, some of them that you will know, uh, to mm-hmm. give me gifts to give you. So, uh, so you get $1,600 and $20 <laughs> of value for one book, and uh, which is great. And so, those are two of the kind of things just to share with you as far as my book and, and the work that I do. Uh, but the last thing is that I would want to share with you is what I If you've ever heard me speak, you've ever heard me do any interview ever Mm -hmm. for the last 20 years, you know what's coming. Uh, If (laughs) it's your first time hearing me, um, I want you to know that you make a difference, that you make a difference on this planet and that that this world would not be the same without you. And you're making a difference all the time. And you may have said hello and smiled and said hello to somebody and saved their life. You know, because maybe they felt nobody saw them and they were going to go kill themselves, but you smile and said, hello. And then they were like, well, they see me. So, oh, maybe if they see me, maybe other people see me. Oh, maybe if I left this earth, maybe, maybe people would miss me like my family. And maybe they talked themselves out of taking their life that day all because you smiled and said, hello. You wouldn't know that because they wouldn't know where to find you to tell you. And our loved ones and people that we know are making a difference in their life, but they assume that we know it. And so they forget to tell us. So for everybody who has ever forgot to tell you that you make a difference in this world for them on their behalf, I want to tell you that you do. You make a difference. This world would not be the same without you. So thank you for being the gift of you. Namaste. And, keith, thank beautiful... you so
0: much for being yeah. our guests on the entrepreneur sushi club podcast i could not be more grateful to have you as as our guest than i am on this in this very moment
1: most definitely it's beautiful yeah. beautiful spending some time just getting to know more about you keith thank you very very much
0: hmm And for those of you that are listening, if you found this episode of value, which I cannot expect you haven't, then please leave us a review uh, that will help us to build this podcast. And if you know someone or someone is in your life who is an entrepreneur and adores sushi, and you absolutely think that we should invite that person as our guest, please send us a message. Send us a message. All the social media. We would Mm. love to feature more guests just like Keith and every other person we've had on this platform.
1: Lovely. Lovely. Thank you.